is ready for human trials. Kirill demands we relinquish the live prototype to Dr. Orloff. He will now be the primary researcher. She paused. The guards are to deliver the specimen and the original androvirus to the Holy Palace immediately. Snow did his best to swallow his rage. Please, do something, he begged. Hearing Snow's raised voice, the dark-haired guard lowered his hand to the grip of his holstered pistol. The Patriarch and Dr. Orloff say we have taken too long, Svetlana replied in an emotionless voice. You know what diabolical plans Orloff has for this project, he stated in a low voice. He intends to create a weapon of mass destruction. That has not been proven, Eric. It is only your suspicion. Snow knew of Orloff's dark intentions. Without Eric to stop him, Dmitri Orloff would be free to mold the viral specimen into a weapon to crush their enemies and grant Russia world domination. Unfortunately, Svetlana seemed to be in denial of Dr. Orloff's schemes, or she was too frightened to speak up. Eric's gut told him it was the latter. His icy colleague was often silent when it came to the horrific actions of the religious oligarchy that demanded her obedience. What if I refuse to hand over the specimens to a pair of Slavic stormtroopers? Snow asked bitterly. If we openly oppose Orloff, Patriarch Kirill will have us executed, like Dr. Makarov when she questioned Orloff's authority. Snow knew all too well how much sway Orloff had over the Patriarch's opinion. Although he despised Orloff, Eric Snow was prepared to make a personal plea to his rival. Ask the guards if I can speak with Dr. Orloff. I will try, Eric. As Snow watched and listened, she spoke with the guards again. Following a few ballistic sentences, Svetlana turned to Eric with a hopeless look in her eyes. Dr. Orloff demands the virus. If we do not hand it over, they will take it. This is lunacy, Snow blurted out, hardly believing his ears. The shock of her words left him reeling with fear and disbelief. The two brutish men exchanged words, and then the dark-haired one yelled at Svetlana in a bear-like voice. We must hurry, Dr. Bogrov said urgently. Feeling nauseous, the tall, slender American stormed to his desk and touched the intercom. Olga, he said. Yes, Dr. Snow? A female's voice replied from the phone. Bring all the new specimens and the original androvirus to the primary lab. Yes, doctor. A tense hour had passed before a petite young woman brought the sealed cryogenic case containing the specimens and the original virus. With a reluctant smile, she placed the case on the desk in front of Eric Snow. Thank you, Olga, he said edgily as the pretty lab assistant hastily departed. Snow watched Svetlana speaking with the two guards. With a frown, she turned from them and approached. Dr. Bogrov, he began, his fingers touching the metallic silver case. Would it be possible for us to speak directly to the Patriarch? There is no talk, she reported. The Patriarch will not stray from the course that God has put before him. And the four years we've spent working on this? Just give me the case, Svetlana insisted, resigned to what she had to do. Snow had no choice but to comply. 
Dr. Bogroff handed over the container, and the guards departed. What will become of us now? he asked. We will continue our research under Dr. Orloff's instruction, Dr. Bogroff replied dejectedly, and make any changes that he wishes. Snow shook his head, trying to accept the inevitable. He had sold his soul, his research, and his creation for money. And like countless others before him, Snow had made the mistake of losing control of his own project. In the end, Orloff and Patriarch Kirill's schemes would bring the human race toward the precipice of annihilation. Chapter 1 July 28th, Memphis, the United States An up-tempo Kylie Minogue song cut through the silence, causing Kirk Foster to jerk awake. Giving his phone a bitter scowl, he staggered out of bed.